Oh, live from New York. It's the show that, according to a YouTube comment, with 654 likes, <laughs> features the sarcastic nerd, the uncle, and the clown. It's first thing first. They nailed it. They nailed it. They nailed it. Today, Bill's Chiefs Sunday afternoon. Why Nick thinks this is a must-win game for Buffalo. Meanwhile, of course, Dak is back. He's throwing with his left hand, but still. Uh, why a Dallas win will fuel the quarterback controversy. And finally, I'm going to try to work up some enthusiasm for this, but man, this reminds me of simpler times. Let's ride, yeah. Broussard. It's the return yeah. of the Bud List Bud alongside yes. Nick Wright. I'm Kevin Wilde, the clown. Brew, any yeah. surprises on the Bud List? It's a great bud list this week. It's all about motivation and inspiration. All of us are represented on it. I'll just that's, oh, that's hit. great. That's a hit. Which Ooh. ones who's wearing the clown nose? Well, <laughs> the, the, the viewers have spoken. <laughs> oh, we start with Lakers drama. Oh, the preseason. A time to sow the seeds of team unity that will sprout flowers come spring. Here's Mr. I haven't missed the playoffs in four years, starting a nice team huddle. Russ said. I'd rather not. Now, granted, there's another view of this. We're like, no, Russ was actually talking to the bench. Yeah, you, know, you guys are looking for, you know, Russ hatred where there is none. Perhaps. But that's why we're asking Mr. Broussard. Is this something or nothing, bro? Well, like you said, we don't know everything that this is representing, but it looks like something. Yeah. Okay. But I have a different take on why it's something than I think Nick will have. Okay. Look, I'm sure it bothers Russ that Patrick Beverly, who hasn't been half the player that Russ has been historically. Not 10%. And has been there for all of, what, two weeks? Mm-hmm. It's coming in there acting like he's Isaiah Thomas, like the bad boy Pistons leader, right? Yeah. Getting everybody LeBron together. LeBron did go I'm over. Sure like, oh, LeBron was coach. listening. Yeah, LeBron was listening. But I'm sure that rubs him the wrong way. But that's not the big deal. This is bigger than that. This episode, Nick, is a harbinger of what's to come. And what it is is that Russell Westbrook is not built to be a role player. And that's what they're asking him to be. Last night, in 25 minutes, he took three shots. That They want Russ to be a role player, and I think he's sincere. I think he's going to try. I think he's going to say the right things, but it is not in him. He doesn't have the mentality, the makeup, or to be honest, even the, the skill, skill set. set. Yeah, he doesn't. And so where it's going to come out, Nick, it's things like this, body language, facial expressions, size. like. And I'm going to give you an example that both of you will, this will drive the point home. If Nick, if you were all of a sudden asked by the producers, you know what, Nick, just moderate. Just introduce the topics. Don't let, let Chris and Wilds handle the debate, giving their opinions. That. You just drop the topic That's off. That's an idea. You, maybe you, I don't even know if you try, but maybe you try for the goodness of the show. I wouldn't be able to help myself. Show. Right. I wouldn't if be able to do help, it. You, even out. if you wanted to, you couldn't. You couldn't do it. And that's what no. Russell Westbrook why, is. He yeah. can't. Yeah. Like Allen Iverson couldn't. No. Couldn't. And that's what they're going to, this is a harbinger of things to come okay. in L.A. The, listen. So it's something on every level. Every level. On every level, it's something. First of all, Patrick Beverly, stop. Stop. What? Can that should be a good leader. No, 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 that can I hold on a second here. Sometimes it is recognizing your surroundings and sometimes managing up and managing Fair. down. And I don't know who made Patrick Beverly a manager, but he made himself one. And if you if you have any aware, self-awareness whatsoever, you recognize, you know what? Let me, if I'm going to, at the end of the season, be the guy getting everyone together, let's slowly dip our toes in the pool. Let's slowly build some team chemistry. Let's build some team unity. Not in the preseason already be barking at guys about defensive assignments and huddling up. So, well, Nick, why did LeBron and Anthony Davis listen? Because LeBron and Anthony Davis have two things going for them. Russ is not right now. One is they are so far and away not only historically better players than Patrick Beverly, but still currently so much more valuable and important and better players than Patrick Beverly that they can, they, they can almost play, they can, what's the word? Where you, oh, not play a charade's the wrong word. But it's not a big deal. Exactly right. right. They, sure. can, they can pay lip service to it. Right. Okay, Pat, whatever you want. The other thing is Patrick Beverly's not coming for any of their minutes. Patrick Beverly's not coming for any of their sure. shots, not coming for anything. 
he, Patrick Beverly, so it's something in that Beverly is going to get on everybody's nerves. And while LeBron might be able to deal with it in a preseason game, that doesn't really matter. Let him bark at LeBron in the fourth quarter of a game that does matter and see how it works. And he this will, is, probably. Of course he will. Because he thinks every team is the Timberwolves, where he also thinks he is the reason the Timberwolves made the leap, not Anthony Edwards. Like, so Because he's just totally delusional about where he is. But here's the other thing that's a problem. Because what Bruce said is correct. And Pat, Russell Westbrook, while he's been a professional and he's been a good soldier throughout this, does not want to be there. Nobody wants to be somewhere they are not wanted or somewhere they are not needed. And I don't think Patrick Beverly, or I'm sorry, Russell Westbrook thought he was going to end up starting the year with the Lakers. But he is going to end up starting the year with the Lakers. And the reason, the last point while I think it's something is, I think it is really important that the Lakers not get off to a brutal start. And their first handful of games, Warriors, Clippers, Blazers, Nuggets, Timberwolves, Nuggets again, New Orleans. Wow. Wow. That's risky. Now, that the, could the be... West as a whole is brutal, but that could be two and five. That could be one and six. Yes. Like, if Portland's you, like the if only one Portland's in there, the like, only one okay. in there that you are certain the Lakers are better than. Portland's the only one in there you're certain the Lakers are better than. And this whole idea from the Lakers front office is, oh, we're going to try this, and then if it doesn't work, we're going to pull the ripcord. We all know they're eventually going to pull the ripcord. And you're going to wait two weeks, you're going to wait six weeks. I don't know how, many, how long you're going to wait, but by the time you do, you're going to be starting from a disadvantaged position. Because not only will you already be behind the standings, not only will you have to build team chemistry on the fly, but these moments of learning to deal with Patrick Beverly and learning to play together with whomever is going to replace Russell Westbrook could have been done in the preseason. Instead, they're going to be done when you're already in ninth place. And so it's just incredibly frustrating. So here's the other piece of video that I like struck my fancy. I was like, what's going on here with Russ? Doesn't, I mean, I know there's an intensity to Russ, but this Jaden McDaniels play here, bro, a little push. They were kind of battling yeah. for the rebound. Like, all right, a little bit too much. Russ gets back. Like, okay, now just let's go. I'm like, no. This is early on in the game, and I know it's like, either. it's just weird. It struck well, me as weird, Broussard. It's the frustration coming out. I'm telling look, he's saying the right thing. He wants to do the right thing. He can't. Yeah. He just can't. And it's going to come out in various ways, all right? It, the, the huddle, just silly stuff like this, yeah. sitting on the bench not paying attention, size when, when Beverly takes a crazy shot and Russ is on the bench, like signifying everybody, like you believe they're playing him over me. Like that, that's it's going to come out in ways like this. With some consistency, though, he did put up a horrible three-pointer that went off the back rim of the back. Well, that, well, so that's like, the okay, other. Just from a he pure, ain't even built just to be from a, a pure player. basketball perspective, it also doesn't make sense. The idea Patrick Beverly is a bad shooter. Okay, I understand you look at his numbers like, oh, he's not terrible. 100% of his shots in his career has been wide open. And last year he was a bad three-point shooter despite that. We know Russ is a bad shooter. Anthony Davis is coming off a year shooting 18% from three. Now, luckily, now they say that he said his wrist was an issue. We'll see if he gets back to what he was a couple years ago. But there's basketball reasons that this is going to be a problem. But the non-basketball reasons are just so obvious and glaring. And it is – shout out to Palenka for his freshly minted extension. But yeah. it is baffling yes. to me that they have not – they are going to try to run this thing back with the minor I tweet. like that. To Palenka, from Palenka. Let's look yeah. <laughs> And here's the other thing. If Russ could be a role player, right, if he's fine setting screens, running, you know, back cuts and just running the floor, if he, if he were good with all that and the body language wasn't bad, guess what? He's not Russell Westbrook. You're not getting the benefit of, of having him there. Right. You might as well be playing Austin Reeves because he's probably a better role player than Russ is. I know, but that's where I think they're at. Uh, let's check in on the Fox Bet odds for the Lakers championship. Currently at number seven. E, it's 1,300. Ooh. Nick, do you think it's more likely the Lakers win a title or miss the playoffs, which they're going to do? Okay, well, I, I'll be very clear. I am not picking either of these things to happen. I do not think the Lakers are going to miss the playoffs, and I obviously do not think they're going to win the title. Okay. But if I'm forced to, if you're telling me one of those two yeah, things is one. going to happen, then I'll say win the title. Because we have, we, that, some things would have to happen. They'd have to trade Russ. Anthony Davis and LeBron would have to stay healthy, right? Those are the things that would have right. to happen. I believe LeBron's going to play more than 60 games this year. I don't, I don't think LeBron's going to suffer another injury. Anthony Davis, that's a coin flip. He's saying the right can I, things. Can I push Bruce, back on the LeBron? Sure. 
how many games he's going to play. Do you think there's going to be built-in days for him to take off, yes. like injury prevention days? Yes, I, I think LeBron is going to go through be. this year without suffering a significant injury. I think the I think that people are assuming he will. I'm not going to act like it's a lock that he won't. Injuries obviously happen, but I also don't think he's a guy whose body is breaking down. I think he's a guy who has not recovered from injuries as quickly as he did as a mm-hmm. youth in, in his youth, which was instantaneous almost. But I have seen the Lakers win the title with LeBron and Anthony Davis and role players. Well, I, I have proof of concept of it. And it wasn't a fl- I understand everyone says, oh, it was the bubble. F- fine. But they had the best record in the West before the bubble. They ran through the playoffs. And the very next year, with the same team mostly, they had the best record in the West before LeBron got hurt. So I know that can work. I don't think the Lakers are going to be a disaster again the way they were last year because, A, I don't think LeBron and AD are going to get hurt through, and, B, I think they aren't going to try to keep hitting their head against the wall with the Russ. With Russ. So because of that, if I'm forced to choose between the two, I would say they win the title. They still have two of the ten best players right. in the sport. I don't hate your answer. All right, I'm like you. I'm not picking either. I think they make the playoffs, and I think they get beat in the playoffs, don't get to the finals. But I'm going to go with more likely to miss the playoffs because I'm not believing, I hate to say it, that they're going to stay healthy. I hope they do. Anthony Davis, after weeks of saying, I want to play all 82 games, missed the second preseason game when he went back. Yeah, but still, it was a back injury. He was supposed to play. Hours before the game, Darvin Ham thinks he's playing, and then he has lower back pain. All right, LeBron, Nick, I – this is age. The age isn't showing in his production. In his performance, correct. It's showing in the injuries. Three of his four seasons in L.A., he's had a significant injury. The one he didn't, they had three, four months off. Same thing goes for Anthony Davis, but they had three, four months off, and he was able to play the whole year. So I think an injury is probably likely to one of their top two players. And then, Nick, they have no shooting. I know it's preseason, but they're shooting 29% from three. All right, that would have been dead last in the league last year. They were 22nd last year. So I, I, I don't think they can guard these younger athletic teams. So I, I don't think they – I think it's more likely they miss the Quickly, playoff. where do you think Russ goes if they make a move? You oh, I think big on that portrayed Bruce been talking Indiana? about forever is Indiana. I, I think he's think right. I just thought uh, – when it comes you, – you also were going to say miss the playoffs, right? Yeah, I think they're going to miss. I think right now there are – You think four, they're going to. I think, I think they're going to miss. Yeah, See, well, I'm not that's not fun to talk to. about. Yeah, you, LeBron played 56 games. AD played 40. I'm just I, nervous about them, but I don't want to. I think know, there's four. I think there's only four teams in the West that we can say definitively are better than them: the Clippers, the Warriors, the Mavs, and the Nuggets. Those four. Then there's another four that to me are in the same group. Not definitive. Not, to me, the Grizzlies are not wow. definitively really? better. They're, they're, the Grizzlies, better. Pelicans, T Wolves, and Suns are in the same group as as the Lakers. The Suns. I know they won 65 games. I think they had a really rough off season. I want to see how it starts for these teams. The Grizzlies are a team. It wouldn't be shocking. If the Grizzlies have a similar, not as dramatic, but step back like Atlanta did last year, where it's what? like, wow, that's great, and then you take a slight step back, like that would be. I can't see that. I'm not. Yeah, I'm, not I'm not saying they're going to do what Atlanta did, miss the playoffs, right. but I'm not ready to pencil the Grizzlies. Yeah, you're out. I'm back in on Ja. I got one guy. Well, I got Ja. Ja. I got one guy. Ja's his guy. Is there another QB controversy in Dallas? We discussed next. Jaren's your guy. First things first. Jaren's injured. Jaren's injured. That's another reason that the Grizzlies are a little concerned. I'm a Desmond Bain guy. Okay. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So, to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a -a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. 
Head to netsuite.com slash FTF. netsuite.com slash FTF. netsuite.com slash FTF. Guess who's here? It's Super Bowl champion Greg Jennings. Talking Cowboys Eagles Sunday night. Cooper looks to get the start since all we've seen from Dak is left-handed throws. Unless it's the old okey-doke. Oh, never know. <laughs> Troy Aikman says Dak is the guy, but understands that there could be a controversy ahead. Take a listen. Uh, I'm going off of what the owner said. Okay. And, and, and you know, he said that he would welcome a quarterback controversy. And I understand what he's saying. He's yeah. meaning, I hope we win, right? I hope we win without Dak and and that people are, are wondering what we should do. But if they're winning and they win a big road game against Philadelphia, I could see where there is some pause and you just say, well, you know, how do how exactly do we handle this? And and I don't know. I'm not, I'm not in no way. Yeah, I can, I can see it now. The headlines are. Aikman says play rush. That's not what I'm saying at all. That's not what I'm saying at all. I mean, Dak is uh, the quarterback of this franchise. I love the guy, and uh, and they're better with Dak at quarterback. But the team's playing good football right now. Yeah. I, I, it feels like Troy's in the same spot that a lot of us are in. It's like, yeah, we all like Dak, but like, yeah. I well, see the controversy. I think Troy I see so I see it a little differently. I think Troy is in the spot that I find myself in, which is this is a ridiculous conversation, but I know it's going to happen. And Troy also knows that because it literally happened to him. Right. Mm-hmm. Troy Aikman made a Pro Bowl in 1991, not a fake Mac Jones Pro Bowl, a real Pro Bowl <laughs> in 1991. But at the end of the year, <laughs> he was injured, and Steve Berline <laughs> took over. And behind that offensive line and that defense and Emmett Smith, they won games. And Jimmy Johnson rolled with Steve. And Troy was none too happy about it. He mentions it in the interview. It's 30 years. It still bothers him. (laughs) He probably thinks, by the way, we could have won that Super Bowl because they did win the next two Super Bowls once he was back as the full-time starter. This is also, though, so I think Dak Prescott should be the starter. Everyone says, ah, what if it's a Tom Brady situation? What if it's a Kurt Warner situation? Guys, it's a Gardner Minshew situation. It's a Taylor Heineke situation where it's like, oh, the backup who I thought nothing of, interesting player. Yeah. If, if, if you have to have him start games in the future, you're not screwed, but should not be your starting quarterback. However, it is going to be a controversy, especially if they win on Sunday because of people like you. What? Because I, of the I, uh oh, I'll tell you, uh 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 because of the quarterback <laughs> wins acolytes. Oh stop. This is all this is a tentacle of Bruce's terrible graphic. Wow. And the quarterback I'm win on percentage. The record is saying Dak should be I, the guy. I know you are in this. However, your arguments about quarterback wins and they just win, it pervades other things. It does. And so the <laughs> I, I, I didn't even, I'm, I'm I didn't even new, know I'm that you per- were on the record for that. Yeah, yeah he, no, no, they, he assumed that you were going to be a Cooper Rush guy. I did. Because what? you're a quarterback wins guy. And so much you of the media play to win the is game. there you go. <laughs> I mean, it's quarterback yeah, it's wins. Play to win the game. And so it's the fact that, and we can show the numbers, Greg, quickly, that Cooper Rush, by any objective measure, on an individual performance, has been well below average. Well Doesn't below. Doesn't matter because <laughs> on the team <laughs> performance. They've been winning. Yeah. And it's the only position we would do this with. If they were, and Troy made this point, that if a linebacker were out and the team goes on a winning streak, when he comes back, it's not like, well, we're 5-0 and with, with Nick Bolton in so you don't get your job back. That's not how it works. And so, yeah, I do think there'll be a controversy. I think if they win on Sunday, it'll be a controversy, and we will all be dumber because of it, but it will exist. And I will blame Broussard. <laughs> yes. Well, if they do win... Which I'm telling you, they're winning. They won't win. I know you're telling me they, they're winning. Dak is still the guy. Dak is the guy. Dak will forever be the guy until somebody comes in and actually looks to be better than Dak Prescott, and then his contract doesn't suggest that he is the guy. Having said that, if the Cowboys do win, big if, Dusty, big if, uh, if they do win, the Eagles are no longer the front-running team in the oh, NFC. Agreed. Dallas. Dallas Absolutely. That's that fair. makes Dallas the front-running team. Because when Dak team. gets back. And, right. when Dak, and knowing that they won without Dak, you insert Dak, and now it's like, man, how good can this well, team be? Well, that's really how they be? should position it. I'm with you there. Like, if, if, the, if Dallas wins this game, they are the most dangerous team in the NFC. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean the best. 
Because who's the most dangerous heavyweight in the world? Deontay Wilder. Who's the best? Tyson Fury. Sure. So Tampa Bay like might be the best. Might. Because of Brady and their receivers and the defense is very good. But Dallas will certainly be the most dangerous. And they'll literally be the ones. Right. And they would literally right. be the ones. So you'll have the best defense in the league and potentially one of the top offenses because last year they were great with Dak offensively. Now, so look, I'm on the record. I, I think we all are that Dak should be the guy. But if they lose, and, and here's why he should be the guy. Because he can do everything Cooper Rush is doing. That can be vanilla. That can be basic. Sure. And I know people think, well, he does he want to? Is he willing to? His rookie season, I get it. He was a rookie. He wasn't Dak yet. But he only threw four interceptions. He can play basic, mistake-free football, giving it to Zeke, giving it to Pollard now, and making a big play when he needs to. But here's what it means, because you asked the question, what will it mean? There will be a controversy among Joe Public, and this is what it will mean. If they win Sunday, Dak's room for error shrinks. Yes. Because now, as long as Cooper Rush is in Dallas and he's undefeated, if Dak loses a couple in games a in a row Just now, in a even row. if it's next season, Correct. like say they oh. get bounced in the divisional round or something this year, if Cooper Rush is on the roster next year and they start 0-2, there will be people saying, let's go to Cooper. That, that His room for error will shrink, okay. rightly or wrongly. No, can't have, people are now going to be looking you, at Rush. You can't play poorly. And my view on this has changed because, Greg um, – quarterback controversy visited my home oh. and I'm dealing with yeah, it. Dude. And you know, once you have it's something come living. once you have something to hit you personally, <laughs> you have a different Instead perspective on it. <laughs> well and here's he the moved thing. in. Well I know want to get him out. Uh, no but here's the thing. It speaks to the value of protecting the ball. Mac Jones is out there throwing the ball all over the place. Billy Zappi came in and took care of the ball. Now we've got this game, Eagles-Cowboys. They are the two teams that have the best turnover differential. Eagles are plus nine. Cowboys are plus five. And the main reason, you know, obviously we're grabbing some interceptions, picking up some fumbles. But look at the most consecutive pass attempts without an interception. It's Brady, 182. It's Cooper Rush, 158. And now, Nick, you think that's going to eventually he's going to throw it to the wrong team. Yeah. But if he makes this his priority... Just keep throwing it to the guys with the star on their helmet. I feel like there's almost, with the defense, is built-in success. Well, for but that's Rock. where, to me, when Dak comes back, that then becomes a Mike McCarthy, Kellen Moore responsibility right. to protect Dak, especially early on, from himself in this regard. We have shown proof of concept that against the majority of teams in this league, if we, if we don't turn the ball over, our defense and running game are good enough to put us in position to win. We know you have the ability, if things go awry, to make some big plays late so we can maybe lean on that. Mm -hmm. But don't be calling these complicated passing concepts or deep downfield throws. What, what would prevent you from trying, when Dak comes back, to run a very similar offense that you're running with Cooper, just with a more talented quarterback? Because part of that is Cooper Rush doing the right thing. I know, but it's but the other part of it is because you used the Mac Jones Bailey Zappi example is that you are the reason Mac's interceptions went up this year is he's doing a little freelancing, but also they gave him more yep. ability. Yep. Bailey comes in, they dumb it all down there and tighten it up. There and so you go. with Dak, they give him the full playbook there and everything. I, maybe last year they had to. Because the defense wasn't this. But as long as you have the best defense in the league and a banged-up right. offensive line, what is to prevent you from running this conservative of an offense even if you have a $40 million quarterback? Nothing you disallows it. You can open it up it. a little. You open can, it right, up a little, but just not do much. That. Absolutely. And, and to add to that, with Dak Prescott, there's going to be more opportunity for higher reward and a higher great a greater risk yeah. to yep. be to be made right there. So for me, when you talk about uh, Cooper Rush, right, those numbers that we're seeing, he's not out there throwing 40, 40 pass attempts no. a game. They're they're reduced right. with Dak Prescott. The only thing that they're going to have to fight against, which I said earlier in the week, is themselves. Like. You can win. You don't have to allow Dak to be pass heavy and it be about Dak Prescott. You've proven that this 
team is built around your defense first, not your offense any longer. Do you think that Dak is going to push back on that? Oh, I don't think so. I, I do think so. Really? I think he's going to push back because he's going to want anybody who gets paid that amount of money, anybody who gets paid in general wants to show and prove that they were worth it. The only way he can show and prove that he's worth it. Now, if they're winning, if they're you winning, can't push back. Exactly. It's different, if, though. if they lose, if he he's going to have 19 passes, back. like, oh, Dak's well, throwing 19 passes a game. This is what Dak needs to understand. If he throws 24 passes a game and, and they they're win, winning, then they're still the you're Cowboys the quarterback of the exactly Dallas Cowboys. Right. Absolutely. The, you that, can't you're push going back. to get yeah. love. Push back Not here. even camp. You're going to get love, though. Yeah. You're going to get the Zardy credit and all you the want because you're the Dallas Cowboys quarterback. Yeah. Okay. Well, decent conversation there. I'll give you a B plus on that. Thanks, good. Uh, <laughs> use proof of concept twice so far on the show. Hey, Sunday. <laughs> A must-win game for the synonyms. Nick, synonyms. Uh, did I really? Yeah. It's like you had proof of concept for the Lakers winning. You had proof of concept. Oh, different for the segments. Lakers. It's a lot. Well, I'm gonna use it in every segment. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Bills, Chiefs, Buffalo still favored. Mickey Mahomes, a home underdog for the first time in his career. Nick, is Sunday a wow. must-win game for the Bills. Here we go. I think we all agree. What? Kind of. Well, of course it's a must-win for the Bills. There's the, the tangible and the intangible. From a tangible perspective, you know what the Bills would like to have? A playoff game against the Chiefs in Buffalo. True. This game is more important than any other two games on their schedule. You get, you get a game up in the standings and you get the tiebreaker. So from a very tangible perspective, it's very important. Also, Buffalo, I understand that they're the overwhelming favorites and nobody blows out mediocre competition this side of Alabama better than this. <laughs> However, they have played two games against what I think we would consider the potential upper echelon of the AFC. The Dolphins with, with Tua and the Ravens. Those two games, the final scores are a combined 42 to 41 between the Bills and, the, and their two opponents there. So, yeah, losing to the Chiefs from a tangible perspective hurts them in the standings. And you would have to start being like, hmm, are, are the Bills quite as good as we have said? From an intangible and emotional perspective, Two years ago, their GM said, we're obsessed with the Chiefs. We're building a team to beat the Chiefs. It's all we focus on. And they ripped their hearts out in the AFC Championship game. Then they ripped their hearts out even more in the divisional round. Now they are the big, bad Buffalo Bills, the Super Bowl favorites. The Chiefs don't have Tyreek Hill. They do have Von Miller. They just scored 100 points on the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Chiefs are on a short week coming off a game they win by the skin of their teeth against the Raiders. If the Chiefs still beat them, you don't think there's going to be an emotional hangover there? Oh, you don't Greg, think? No, Greg, I don't. Okay. Josh <laughs> Allen has a winning record against every other active AFC quarterback. If he loses and falls to one and four against Mahomes, you don't think there is some type of psychological edge? Because I do. Everyone like says Greg. it's Brady Manning. You know what happened the one year that Peyton Manning, the first year, beat Brady in the playoffs in 06? He went to Fox Foxborough. That year and beat Brady. That way the AFC Championship game was in Indy and they beat him in the playoffs. So, yeah, I'm going to say the Bills, if they want to go to a Super Bowl, are going to need to win this week. Okay, I just want to make America well known about what? one point that Nick made and he tried to slide it in there really quick. The Chiefs are on a short week. What? Like nobody, what? Cares, <laughs> nobody <laughs> cares. <laughs> nobody cares about that. They just played you know. last week. Yeah. They play. Nobody cares about them playing Monday night and it being I'm a just short you know, week. It's just fact. But They're on a short week. <laughs> a lot of your points, I say it's yes and no. Well, yes, because of a, because of a lot of what you said. This is for the number one seed. I don't. These are the two front running teams in the AFC. Whoever wins this game is already out front, and the team is playing catch up. That being said. No, because... Well, this part's incorrect. No, no, it's not. Let me finish. <laughs> no, because the Bills are in the driver's seat. They have the better team. Mm. 
Mm. All the hype. They have all the vibrato. They have everything you want. And they don't have the pressure of defending. Like, you're putting all this on the Bills as if they care. No, they care only because they understand, they respect the Chiefs, but we believe we are better. We believe this is our time. So, no, I don't care about what the Chiefs have done. Can I, can I, I don't tell care. you something real quick? Just real quick. I don't know that the Bills believe they're better. I know the media believes they're better. I don't know that the Buffalo Bills are you going just off what better. they said because of the GM saying that we're obsessed with the Chiefs? No, I'm going just off the fact that in sports in my lifetime, if one did, did the Kings think they were better than the Lakers, or deep down were they like, eh, no, nah, Lakers they thought kinda, they were better. They okay. did. I was well, going to say yes, they, they did. They were delusional. Then they were delusional. Really? If it wasn't for some faulty officiating, okay. they would have won that okay. series. All right, so we don't have to relitigate yeah. the 20, yeah, 2002 Western Conference Finals, but go ahead. Well, look, you're right, obviously, about the tangible reason. If they win this, do they get the number one seed? Maybe, but here's the thing. It's week five of a 17-game season. Yeah, they so could blow it like they did last year. They could blow it. The Chiefs will lose more games. <laughs> Who knows? And I, I, I take issue with you saying they haven't beaten anybody. They only beat the defending Super Bowl Oh, my God. I didn't say Routed that, Drew. I didn't they, say that. I said they're two best teams they have played. Tennessee's pretty good. Drew, who are the – Oh, don't Drew. say it. Drew. No, the two I won't best say it, teams but they, they routed played, Tennessee. You agree with me are the Dolphins with Tua and Baltimore. Those are the two teams they've played that are the best, and it's 42-41 in those two games. Those That's what two I said. teams aren't that far ahead of Tennessee. Or the Rams, really? and they okay. routed those two. I, I really don't think so. But here's the thing. Let's get to the intangibles. So, first of all, they routed the, the Chiefs last year, 38-20. Yeah. to 20. Right. So, this notion that they the, the, the Chiefs are their boogeyman because they lost on a coin flip in the playoffs, I'm not buying that. And last year, if it was such a big deal to beat the Chiefs in the regular season like they did last year, then why did they go ahead and lose three of their next five? Five games of their next seven, because they're and five of their next team. seven like, after no beating the pedigree. Chiefs. You yeah. would have thought because that they built it all up them. as their Super Bowl. They won it, and then they were bad. For Here's the other. You thing. know what's worse than that? Well, let, if they'd have lost their Super Bowl. Let me say something because you're talking about psychological yeah. edges and stuff. These are all professional athletes. Uh-huh. All right, I'm going to give you an example in baseball right here on Fox Sports. Okay. All right, or Fox. The the uh, last night the Padres uh-huh. beat the Dodgers even that season at one one. Now the Padres had been swept by the Dodgers a couple years ago, uh-huh. then lost their last nine games against the Dodgers in 2021. Then this year lost th- what 14 of 19 yeah. against the Dodgers. They should be thinking, man, this team's got our number. We can't beat them. Yeah. And they go out last night in Dodger Stadium. And beat them in game well, two to even the Bills that before Sunday to take control. Sign so that psychological Soto, stuff, and I'll change my opinion. If but I haven't lose, seen that. Happen that's yet. not going to make the Bills think, "Oh, we can't beat the big bad Chiefs." Okay. That's my point. Okay, here's my. I think the Bills have three good outcomes. Right? If they win big, great for the Bills. If they squeak a win. That would be good because you claim that the Bills can't win close games. So no, I didn't say they can't. Some I people said that a narrative. You know, I said they hadn't in two Josh years. Josh Allen addressed yeah, it. I'm just saying yeah. they squeak that one out. Mm-hmm. Fine. If they lose with some style, they lose close. I think that's a, a sneaky win for the Bills. For, here's why: they lost that playoff game. Next thing you know, they're sitting at home. Everybody's sad. They come into the regular season. Everybody's Super Bowl pick. Then remember that game against uh, the Buccaneers. They played Losing well in the second half. They yeah, lost right. in overtime, and they were, like, oddly upbeat. Yeah, right. Let me show you the full screen that uh, Josh made up here since we fired Dusty. Uh, Bills last <laughs> season, after losing the Bucks, they went on a nice little run. So God they did God. have some, like, sort of – Who beat them? They got more of a boost out who of losing to the Who beat them? I thought the they Bucks. went undefeated after okay. that. Well, then you know who beat them? The uh, uh, who beat them? George Washington on the quarter or whatever, whatever symbolic coin they were flipping. That's who beat Okay, so uh, God, this is where I get angry at the world. <laughs> Why? Because they did not lose on a coin flip. They lost the ability to get the ball on the coin flip. Yeah. They had plenty of opportunities to get a stop. Nobody was stopping pl- anybody. They had plenty of opportunities okay, really, to get a stop. Really quick. Mm-hmm. Let me. So if they win the coin flip in that moment with the way they that were the game favorites, was going, but they were, I do don't, you, who knows? Who knows? Do you believe that? The I don't Kansas know. City Chiefs would have stopped the Bills. I don't know. What I do know is that the in the moment we saw what happened, we, and they and they course. it was not guys. 
We've run out of time. The lights are going to get cut off. The people talk about that like it was winner of the coin flip advances. That's not what it was. That's what it felt. Winner that's of the coin flip what it ended gets up the ball. The and, way that they were scoring. Okay, but that's changed great. the rules. But I here's the problem with all of that. That is that is saying, okay, well, it's not fair because how could the Bills stop the Chiefs? I am told that the reason this year the Bills are better is not because their offense is better. Chiefs highest scoring offense in football. It's because the Bills have the best defense in the NFL. Okay. The last time the best defense in the NFL, granted, they now have Von Miller, uh, played uh, this team. That's a big difference. The, yeah, okay. Well, Von Miller's going to make the difference in the game. God bless. And maybe he will. He's a great player. He's a great player. Chiefs are used to beating him. I think they beat Von Miller uh, in nine straight games. But we'll see. Maybe this will change. Maybe this is the year Von Miller gets the win. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> good, good Von Miller stat. Rarely do you he see. He's just ripping He's Von quarterback wins. Very rarely. Got, well, he played for the Broncos. Well, I was going to say. And we haven't lost to the Broncos since, you know, Obama's presidency. Well, Ben so. silences <laughs> critics this season. Ooh. He addresses some of his critics. And Nick Cordell, who discussed first things first. Two-pronged story here. Ben versus the Bucks and Ben versus the critics. We'll start with the critics. After this shot went viral, Ben addressed the overall criticism he's received, quoted here by Nick Friedel. It's a long quote, but bear with me. It pays dividends. You know, it finds me all the time, and it doesn't expletive stop. Sometimes I'm even sick of it, but then I'm like, okay, I'm Ben Simmons, you know? Comes with being Ben Simmons right now. Even the other day, there's a clip of me airballing a shot at the park. Meanwhile, like 10 guys, Airballed multiple shots. How many airballs were there? Right. Like, really? Ten guys, multiple <laughs> the shots. Best shooting team I mean, in the league. Are you talking about the kids that were there? <laughs> so it's like people will find one clip and try to make that everything. Like, Ben can't do this or that. Come on, man. You think I'm just airballing every shot? It's not true. But it comes with it. And you got to have tough skin. And I realize that. But I can't take everything personally. It's social media. A lot there. <laughs> it's a lot there. <laughs> Bro. Your reaction. Uh, first of all, let me start here. You, you know I'm pulling for Ben Simmons. Oh, all right, because I rock a, with the Nets. All right, a, I'm pulling for Ben guy. Simmons. But this Bruce quote Nets. is so disappointing on so many levels. First, the lack of self-awareness is just unbelievable. All right. If, of course, if Kyrie and KD air ball, throw up an air ball, nobody's going to focus on it because they can shoot. Sure. All right. You can't shoot. And you're afraid to shoot. So when you shoot an air ball, of course we're going to be like, oh, that, he's still shooting air balls. Just, can okay? I just say one of, add to that to your point, bro? It wasn't actually the air ball. It was everything. It was the form and everything about it that made it so noteworthy. It was, I think the release was worse than the actual result. So go ahead. It yeah, he was trying to make that. Like, that. Yeah. come on. That, that wasn't just throwing yeah. something up. Here's the second criticism finds me. That would be like Draymond today coming out and saying, man, you know what? All of a sudden, everybody thinks I'm violent. All of a sudden, people are treating me like I'm a bully. Like, really? You you think so? I mean, come on, Ben. Criticism finds you because you quit on LSU. Because you quit on Philadelphia, you acted like Doc Rivers accused you of a heinous crime (laughs) when all he said was, Doc had backed Ben all year to the point of sounding ridiculous. And then after they lose the series, he's just like, I don't know. I don't know if we can win with Ben. Because you know what? You don't know. We don't know if you can win with him as your point guard. And Ben just took that and it ruined his whole season. Then he goes to Brooklyn and doesn't play for him for whatever reason. So, Ben, own it. All right, own it. That's just own. Look, I've made some mistakes. I get it. I'm a public figure. Criticism comes with me. People harp on it. Fine. But it will not stop me. That's what I want to hear from Ben Simmons. Not this lack of self-awareness. Now, now, what do you sound like when you aren't rooting for somebody? (laughs) Well, you know I bring tough love. I'm old school. I'm from a prior generation where we weren't as sensitive as you guys. My gosh. Before the last generation. Wild Tough your guy. I I want to root for Ben. I want to root for Ben, and you ripped me for tweeting this. You're like, don't tweet the video. I'm like, what do you want me to do? terrible at brand consistency. (laughs) You're like, I'm going to be the jaw guy, and then you abandon him. You come on TV. In fact, you told me off the air, you're like, you know what? 
Ben Simmons has no one in his corner. Yeah. I'm going to I'm gonna I get did. in Ben's corner. I was like, okay, Wilds, do it. And like 36 hours later, Wilds was like, <laughs> LMAO, <laughs> doofus. No, I wasn't. No, I wasn't. I was being honest. I said the shot has gotten worse. I wanted them to play. It's all about the Benjamins when he comes out. I think that yeah. will get everybody behind Ben Simmons. Here's the thing. I don't care about the air ball. What I was shocked by mm-hmm. was the odd form. You looked That's at it, it was and it looked like there was about seven things wrong. I called it the 50-cent first pitch of basketball shots. You don't even know where to begin yeah. to a point where, like, you're actually aiming. You might have gotten where you, your aim is wrong. <laughs> your elbow is wrong. The release is wrong. Yeah. Your, your hips are, are in the wrong spot. It's one leg, and it's, not, it's just a joke. It was, yeah. It's so bizarre, and I'm rooting for the guy. I'm rooting for Ben, uh-huh. but there is a frustration from me and everyone that wants to root for him that this hasn't gotten better. And I'll leave it here. I'll pass it to you. There's a clip going around of the Redeem team, right? And this is the one viral clip going around. It's when everybody goes out to Vegas and everybody comes home and Kobe's got his weightlifting gloves on at 4.30 in the morning. He's going to go work out. And everyone's like, wow, this guy's different. And then everybody started to work out. And now people started to say, like, look at how good every guy's career got because of Kobe. It's just kind of a – it's a very inspiring clip. And I think that's what – fans want to see from their heroes. It's like, man, there's dedication and there's work and you got better and you achieved it. It's like a nice narrative. And it... The Ben Simmons well, story more isn't want? necessarily well, I don't know. on that Listen, path. I don't think you finished the article because Ferdell writes <laughs> that that was the best game of his Nets career and that Ben, at that very practice, won a game of knockout. <laughs> so what more do you he want from the gentleman? Great. Well, night. I don't know what more you want. He, he so here's the thing, night. and this is where I want to take this, because despite that six-minute evisceration by these two fellas, both of them are considering picking the Nets to make the finals. Well, I know it. I, we haven't discussed it, but I know it's on the board. And it is so loony to me. It is so – I am just – the Celtics have been kind of dismissed as well, potential contenders because of what happened with their coach. Meanwhile, the Nets are still employing Steve Nash, and he's going to fix this. Steve Nash is going to get – guys, don't worry. Here, oh, all right, so Steve, who are your top three guys? Well, Kevin Durant. What was his offseason like? Oh, he demanded that I get fired. <laughs> All right, what about your big addition, uh, Ben Simmons? Well, you know, he doesn't really shoot the basketball, but aside from that's good. What about Kyrie Irving? Well, he's going to play this year, and he's going to talk. Can I read you a Kyrie Irving quote? Oh. Yeah, I think Nash is going to be able Please to wrap his arms around this nice. Please Here's Kyrie Irving when asked about the social media criticism of Ben Simmons. I'm no child on the internet anymore. <laughs> I grew up in the internet days. I think you can appreciate that of just when technology hit the boom, and we didn't expect that social media would take over the whole entire platform basis of where we get everything. He goes on, it's a one-place shop where you're legitimately taking your eyes shopping on whatever the algorithm throws your way. So if we think about it on that level, I think the nerds can appreciate that. Shout out nerds. How much that changes us all. Wait, there's a little bit more. We're going to get in some geopolitics here, fellas. For him, he's grown up in Australia. There's not much of a, I don't want to disrespect his upbringing. I don't know if there's a space where there's a melting pot full of diversity. You guys know Australia, that non-diverse place. And races coming together, talking about issues as politics. Again, this is a question about Ben Simmons airballing a shot. And it's just one world that you can honestly say that you feel. And not every country has shared that same freedom. So me telling him not only just F all of it, but you got to be able to deal with it. you got to be able to face it. I'm telling you here right now. <laughs> what? I'm telling you here right now, that team is going to be rolling this year. Uh, you, got, you got Ben who won't shoot. Kyrie, who when he's not sharing Alex Jones clips, is losing his <laughs> mind on any given topic. And Durant, who demanded the coach and GM be fired for him to come back. So, yeah. Quickly, hey, by the I, way, my I, season tickets start in four days. I, know, I will say this the best team in the Eastern Conference on paper, without question, paper. are the Brooklyn. <laughs> okay. yes. Without question, uh, yes. I, I have it. I'm, I'm making yes. my pick Tuesday, so you don't know where I'm going. Yeah. 
And need I remind you of how close that series was with Boston? Oh, my God. It was the closest four-game sweep in a long time. Back, what was Wiles. the total? Six, 18 Wiles. points? Wiles. Four games, back. 18 Wiles. points? I, I thought You're that supposed was... to be with me, Wilds. What, what are you the, doing the all this sweep? For? You want me on that corner? We're back. 18 man. points. And now they have Ben Simmons. And now they got Ben yeah. Simmons. Yeah. I'm yeah. just saying. I might go there. We might I might go there. If we're going to start talking about the close sweeps, Dusty, <laughs> we'll get someone go get Dusty from outside. <laughs> now, fresh from the tears yesterday, you get another wonderful segment. And a lot of people ask me, they come up to me on the street. I was getting my egg sandwich this morning. They said, Kevin, the bud list. Can you set something straight? I said, sure, what do you need? He said, is it an indictment? Is it an inspiration? What is it? I said, I... I can't do it anymore with you. And I, left. I didn't even have breakfast this morning, bro. Take it away. Well, it is an inspiration. It is not an indictment. If you find yourself on this list, be motivated, right. champ. Be motivated. All right. At champ. number three, there's a there's. I told you earlier, a little tease. There's something for all of us, all three of us oh, on this set. Great. Barring this Greg, is a, this is a motivation. So I should be. So happy here we go. At number three, Wilds. I'm sorry. Why are you Matt sorry? It's Jones. Okay. Matt Jones. All right. Oh, yeah. Now, look, you know Wiles who's bought into the baby goat talk even less than me and Nick? I know. Call on me, teacher. Yes. Coach Belichick. So, <laughs> well, well, him too. But Bailey Zappi. Oh, okay. Sorry. Bailey Zappi. That's exciting. And, and Wilds, look, they happen to have a coach who knows more than anybody that you never know. Maybe a, an a, a, a unheralded backup could take the position of a Ballyhooed starter. Okay, so I'm just saying, Mac, you are under duress because you have five turnovers this year. Last time we saw you, you were throwing three interceptions in an L. And Bailey Zappi has come in and given Aaron Rodgers all he wants. All right, last week they beat Dan Campbell and the Detroit Lions. No small feat. True. And Bailey moves that offense, has a pass rating of almost 105. And Max is just 76. So, Wilds, I'm just saying, if Bailey – look, if they win this week, I bet you Bailey Zappi continues to start. Oh, just at least for a short time until he Greg, falters. With that. Are yeah. you serious? So, I mean, look, Mac has not done enough Mac yet, Wilds. In, in real talk, Mac has not done enough yet it's to be good. like a Dak Prescott where it's like, oh, no, no matter Dak what, Prescott. he's still our starter. I'm just saying, like, Dak is, is the starter. Mac has not done it. All right, at number two, Nick, this one's for you. That's right, Trevor Lawrence. All right, you, you think Max looked bad? Trevor Lawrence uh, in, against Houston last week. Two interceptions, no touchdowns, last two games. Had a nice start to the season. Yeah. You were getting real cocky about it, real arrogant about it. What's but about now me? the last two games he's completed like 50% of his passes, three interceptions, only two touchdowns, and they lost to the lowly Houston Texans. He should be entering the conversation with Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert. Okay. Instead, he's, in he's far from that and maybe, I don't know, Kyler Murray, that type of level where Ooh. it's like, is he really going to be what we think he is? So, Trevor Lawrence, this is motivation, buddy. You got to show up. And at number one, my man, this one's for me. Wow. wow. Mr. Unlimited. Oh, welcome oh. back, Integrity. I, look, I hate to say it, Dangerous <laughs> has been more like a troll rush or <laughs> ridiculous, as in atrocious and ridiculous. All right. But here's the good news. Here's the good news. We know why now. Oh, stop. He's hurt. That's stop. true, though. He is playing through a shoulder injury. Yep. Right, some will say it. The Nick Wrights of the world will say it's an excuse. It's not an excuse. It's an explanation. All right, there's a difference. It's an explanation. Now we know why we see such bad play out of Russ. But like the warrior, like the trooper he is, he's playing through it. Mm -hmm. All right, and I respect that. But here's the thing, Russ. You're on the field. And if you're on the field, we're not going to give you the injury excuse. All right, so you have to play good. Unless you're Nick or Wiles where they gave it to Baker Mayfield all last year. We didn't but give it to Most Baker of us Mayfield. will say if you're on that field, you got to produce. Yeah. So go out there and produce. Right. 
They win this game against the Chargers Monday night. They are right back in the mix. No, three and three. They are in the playoff mix in a jumbled up yeah, AFC. No, they're screwed. And Russ and that defense can ride. No, no, no. Oh, okay. oh, I love it. Listen, I, this is actually aside from the jibber jabber at the end about Russ, because you know he's cooked. That's right. Uh, <laughs> this is a great bump list. Mac Jones had been the worst quarterback in the AFC this year. Just flatly had been. I mean, he's two, two touchdowns, five picks, terrible. Here's the thing I'm going to say about Trevor Lawrence. This has been a bad two weeks. Yeah, it's been a bad two weeks. Been a horrible two weeks. I guarantee he wins this weekend against the Colts. Really? What? Oh, I guarantee. Are you serious? I guarantee it. Colts are rolling. The, aside from the Urban Meyer year, Trevor Lawrence has not lost three games in a row in his entire football life. Oh didn't lose three games in all of college about? or high school combined. High They're school not combined. Stats? That's all we can go from. I, I, oh, that's I, all we can go from, sir. Something on Monday about the now. Prince that was promised. Oh, oh, and then uh, Russ, of, listen. Russ right now has fewer touchdown passes than Jacoby Brissett or Davis Mills. Early. He has the same number as Baker Mayfield. He only has two more than Zappum, and Zappum's only been playing for a week and a half. I'm, however, going to add another quarterback to this list. I started to sound the alarm during the Patriot game. People are like, like, ah, oh, it's too early. It's not too early. Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers? Aaron Rodgers. Mm, wow. During the Patriots game, it was like, ooh, that, something's off. Yeah. During the Giants game, something was clearly off. If they lose to the Jets, Ugh. then all of a sudden, the folks will be at the gates asking questions about Aaron Rodgers. Mm. We can show you his numbers in comparison. He has average-ish numbers for the season, but this is through for his career. So think about that, that ranking. He's had 15 years as a starter. Through five weeks, this is the second worst yards per game. The second worst yards per pass, the third fewest passing touchdowns, and the fifth fewest pass or lowest passer rating he's had. It's without a doubt all overall the worst start to a season of his career other than his rookie year. And so I think we have to start to ask the question on Aaron Rodgers is has he just been grandfathered into the this is one of the three best quarterbacks in the league conversation, or does he deserve to still be there? Mm. Because through five weeks, he does not. We'll see how he plays against the Jets, all of a sudden frisky Jets, but I'm adding Aaron Rodgers' brew to the bud list. Well, look, I will give you this. Like Jair Alexander said last week, if they lose to the Jets, it's time to worry. I don't know so much about Aaron Rodgers, but definitely these Packers. They better go out and get a receiver. I'm not going to add anybody to the list that's oh, disrespectful nice. that you just added Aaron Rodgers there, by the way. I want to there. hear your yeah, thoughts. So. Yeah, I'm not going to give my thoughts. Real he knows how I feel about that. That's uh-huh. blasphemous. Uh-huh. Anyway, back but back I'm, I'm actually going to jump on the Russ oh, bandwagon. So y'all support you. The reason why I'm going to jump <laughs> on this Russ bandwagon, you, I don't care you that you're hurt because you're on the field. And Russ, you know I played, I played the same game you playing. If you're out there, nobody cares about the explanation or the excuse. Just produce. So for me, this is the 31st passing offense or score passing scoring offense in the league. Yeah. Terrible. It's been bad. It's it's on you, Russ. It's on you. 59% completion percentage. 82% passer rating. If the season were to end right now, Russ, it's the worst stats of your career. Worst completion percentage of your career. One might even argue that the team wins have not even been because of you. They might be winning despite you. Because in their losses, he's 63% completion percentage, 89 passer. In their wins, he's 53% completion percentage and 73.1 or 71.3 passer rating. Russ, you got to be better. I don't care if this inspires you. I don't care if this encourages you. All I care is that you prove to us that it wasn't about the Legion of Boom and Pete Carroll. It was about you. And right now, the narrative that is out there is being held true. Whether you plan on an arm that's hurt or not, you got some work to do, my friend. A a little harsh for a motivational butt list. It wasn't. Here's my question. (laughs) Quick question. Do you think he's done? Do you think Russ is washed? I'm not going to say you're washed. I will. You're on watch alert. We know you washed. washed. Yeah. I'm not going to say he's washed. I'm close, but I'm I'm not willing to say he's washed. Because I understand. No, I'm not giving him that. I'm not giving him that. I'm not giving him that. 
The only reason really? why I'm not willing to say he's washed is because he did give us the explanation and excuse. Yeah, he was, well, he, and because Seattle's offense is struggling so much. With, oh, wait, they're scoring they're a lot of points. They're looking really good. He's coming back oh, to Earth. They're looking really Within good. the next 14 hours, Geno's coming back to Earth. You know hours, that as well as I It's just, It's just going to happen. Okay. He's going to turn into a pumpkin. I respect, I respect your bravery. You went out here, you put Mac Jones on the bud list, try to hurt my feelings, but then you put Russ on the bud list as well. It's like when a coach runs laps with the players. Like, you know what? <laughs> Hurts me too. But I need to address Mac Jones, the baby goat. Now, Bailey Zappi. That's great. Baby Jimmy G, as he's called all over across New England, has done a fine job. Dinking and dunking, playing solid defense. He's not playing defense, but he's motivating the defense and handing the ball off. So I'm adding to the bud list. It's a small addition. Every team on the Patriots' upcoming schedule. Because what ha- is going to happen this year <laughs> is exactly what happened last year. Slow start, and then what happened? Oh, hello, won eight of our next nine games. And to put it in your parlance, we were the number one seed in the AFC East, like March Madness. We were out there looking for the bye. And we kind of things went a little bit south, but that's okay. Hit the rookie wall. If you want to say that, that's fine. Can we see the Patriots' upcoming schedule? Greg, show me a loss here. I'm starting okay. to feel very, very good if we have one, the schedule. One, two, three. Right. No. I see a lot of losses. Yeah. I mean, I see a lot Just of one? Just I mean, one? I don't care about the order. <laughs> the, Browns, I don't know, the Jets are better than them. The Bills are better the Browns. Than we're going to beat the Jets. You guys yep. are going to lose this week, buddy. We're not. The if revenge they game, win, Bill it's bad news for your boy. Yeah, I, listen. If they win. Well, that's a good point. No. Maybe the Patriots no, will win. Hand the ball. No. The Browns can't stop If they the run, beat the Browns, hand the ball off, they're giving it back to Zappi. Wilds, Wilds, let's just the become game. the Bailey Zappi show. Like, like, let's have our show be the first in line to say Bailey Zappi's going to be good. You, you Consider the Mac Jones thing like a failed marriage. Get an annulment. No. Just where you, you fling with Bailey Zappi, no. we can all be on board with no, it. He, it's baby, your baby, team. Baby Jimmy G. Baby Jimmy G. I'm rooting for him. Maybe he inspires the baby goat, just like Jimmy G, inspired Tom Brady. And then they can both part and become great. All right. Yeah, good. It's a Whatever else, just sleep at night. Okay, that's, right. that seems a little bit too much, to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, coming up next, we're talking about Odell going to the Rams. Ooh. First thing short. Oh, Odell took to Twitter the other day, said he didn't love the Rams offer, kind of broke his heart, kind of got sad. Sean McVay yesterday commented on Odell's recent Twitter activity. Take a listen. I love Odell. We have constant dialogue. I think he also knows that um, certainly I don't think that's the the last one um, that would come from us. I'm not familiar exactly what it is. Uh, He knows how we feel about him. Um, We got a little bit of time, but uh, love Odell. Nothing but good things coming from me. Okay. Uh, Greg, any chance Odell returns to the Rams? Yeah. Really? I think I, I believe they're still the front runner. I truly believe they're still the front runner. Simply, one thing they have to do, and you mentioned it yesterday, they got to show that they're going to be in contention to win a Super Bowl. I don't know if they can do that, but even if they don't, I don't know if he gets an offer that's going to be better than what they're offering him even now, right. or what they're willing to offer beyond what Sean McVay is talking about. So I have two issues here. One is, I am of the belief that all money is not the same. And that, let's say the Rams offer is $4 million bucks for the rest of the year, whenever, which is probably more than they would offer him, but let's say it is. I think he is more likely, and this isn't a state tax situation, to take that exact same offer from any other team that has a legitimate chance to win than he is the Rams. I think there is an element of, you guys played me. I helped you win a Super Bowl for a million bucks. So if you're offering me four million and Baltimore's offering me four million or Green Bay's offering me four million or Buffalo or Kansas City or whomever, I'd rather go with them. So I think, it, and maybe if you're offering me four million, they'll offer me three and a half because you guys could have signed me earlier. But the other issue is by the time Odell is healthy, the Rams are not going to look like Super Bowl contenders. They, can we show their schedule? They haven't looked like Super Bowl contenders thus far this year, and let's count the losses. Yeah, I think they're going to win this week against the Panthers, and they have a bye. Niners? Shanahan's owned McVay except for that one playoff game. True. Tampa, Arizona, and New Orleans, maybe they win them both, maybe they split, and then Kansas City. That takes you through the end of November. To me, this team's 2-3 and three right now. That's 5-6 and six at best. Is Odell signing up? 
to go to a team that's going to be clawing for the final wild card berth? I don't think so. Maybe. I, look, so, you make a good point. I mean, it, it, maybe he's thinking I got to win the Super Bowl again. But I think his number one priority is probably let me go somewhere where I can shine because next season exactly. so I can get a better contract. Look, he's already won his Super Bowl. Yeah. And receivers, as you know, aren't judged by rings like quarterbacks are. So I think his well, number one priority is let me set up myself up for the rest of my career. But do you think he'll be able to sh- – do you think any receiver with the Rams is going to shine with their issues? I think, protecting he, I think he can because if he goes to Green Bay, and I still would love to see him there, but he could get exposed because they need a number one, and he may not be that anymore. If he goes to Kansas City, he could kind of get lost in the shuffle. Same thing in Tampa Bay. The Rams, he's a number two. But he's a two. He's not the three or four guy. So he could shine. They know him. They won with him. They might give him a better contract for next season. So I still think they're very much in the hunt. Greg, where do you want him to go if it was up to you? I still want him to be with the Rams. You do? I do. Forget Super You won the Super Bowl. You won the Super Bowl. You have rapport playing alongside Cooper Cup. As a number two, you have rapport with Matthew Stafford. You were developing all of these things. Sean McVay knows how to implement you in this offense. You would have to reinsert yourself and probably reinvent yourself anywhere else. I don't like that situation coming off of an injury. If he's going to go to a team he's already played for, I'd rather see him with the Giants. Let's go. What? Let's go. I'm dead serious. With Daniel Jones? Yeah, listen, for the record, listen, Daniel Jones' issues have been – prior to this season, were he was the most fumblingest quarterback in modern NFL history. I don't know if it's, if it's actually fixed, but to his credit, for the first time in his career, he's now gone four games in a row without fumbling the football. And the reason the Giants have been good is defense, and Saquon's been exceptional, and Jones hasn't been killing them in the turnovers. The Giants, Galladay has not worked out, Kadarius Tony has not worked out, and Sterling Shepard, who everyone loves, just blew out his knee in a really sad way, like just jogging up the field. They have a need. They are I when Odell's healthy, I would bet the Giants have a better record than the Rams. I, I they're they're four and one versus two and three right he now in the be, Giants he schedule. Would be asked to be a number one guy. I don't know that he would because I don't even know if they have a real number one need a real number one in New York. I think he'd be one of the receivers for a run heavy team. It just for me personally a lot of attention. I think the Rams is I think the Rams are for all intents and purposes, done as a contender this season. Mm. And I think Odell's going to see that. I just I don't see Odell playing meaningless games in front of a fan base that doesn't really exist. Not no. interesting. Shots out. Yeah. No, just, L.A.'s got a lot going on. It's not a huge It's game. L.A., though. It's L.A. Hey, how dangerous are the Cowboys with Dak back throwing left-handed? Huh? <laughs> Who knows? I'm a dexterous quarterback. He unlocked something. <laughs> Well, there's four minutes left. We saved the spiciest takes for last. C.D. Lamb on Dak Prescott. He's got his power back. It's like having your swagger back, but power instead. Dak practiced a little today. Yeah. First time. Limited. Since the injury, yeah. Left-handed or right-handed? I, I, you know, the c- conflicting reports. I think right-handed. But he, was, he actually practiced for the first time since the surgery. All right, so the question goes to you, Broussard. Are the Cowboys going to be the most dangerous team in the NFC once Dak returns? Dangerous, yes. Yes, because they've got probably the best defense in the conference, if not the league. It's not only a defense that can stop you, it's a defense that makes big plays, all right, can score touchdowns, all right, get big interceptions. And then offensively, so I think they should still remain not quite as vanilla as they are with Cooper Rush. Ratchet it up a little, but don't go back to what you were last year. But the bottom line is Dak can do everything Cooper Rush can do and then some. Sure. So if you take a defense that might be best in the league with an offense that a year ago was the highest scoring in the league, a quarterback that threw for 4,500 yards and 37 touchdowns, that, yes, that is dangerous. That is explosive. That is dynamite. And so, yeah, they could be the most dangerous yeah, team. Yeah, listen, the, I, I think when we talk about the best teams in the NFC, we've done this weird thing where we've – talked, we've mentioned Tampa, and I've talked about, I picked San Francisco to go to the Super Bowl, and Brew picked Green Bay, and then there's Dallas lurking, and then there's the team Dallas playing this week in Philadelphia. I know, it's weird. That's undefeated. However, Philadelphia, the reason I understand it is twofold. One is, they have been oddly inept in the second half of games this year. It just hasn't hurt them. And the other is, none of us 
can get that image of the playoff game out of our mind. It's like the reverse of what's happening with Buffalo this year. Buffalo was so impressive in the postseason. They were kind of catapulted to an echelon. Meanwhile, Philly, I think people might respect them more this year if they had missed the playoffs last year, as opposed to playing in that playoff game and looking so out of sorts. But now I'm going to do the same type of thing, because when I think about who the best teams in the NFC are, my pushback on Dallas not being the most dangerous team is, what would make them more dangerous than Tampa or San Francisco? Because I think Tampa and San Francisco both have better defenses than Dallas does. Really? I don't think they have Micah Parsons. I don't think they have a better pass rush, mm-hmm. but better overall defenses. I think Tampa's defense has been exceptional all year long with the exception of one game. The best player in the league tore him up. That was it. Yeah. And so I think that I think Tampa's defense is out of this world, and I think the offense – is slowly getting better, like building on itself. And San Francisco knows exactly what they want to be. They, and now they lost some guys due to injury. They'll get Trent Williams back. They won't get the cornerback. But they know they just want to run the football in a league that's pass, pass, pass. They want to run the football, and I think their defense is better than Dallas's. So I, I can't put Dallas in that tier just yet, and I want to see how they look against Philadelphia this weekend when I think in a mobile quarterback might make that defense look well, I don't want to say pedestrian, but it was, they haven't faced a mobile quarterback Daniel yet. Daniel Jones is mobile. Da- he's a, he's Daniel a really Jones good is runner. That's yeah. fair. Daniel Jones is mobile, and they played well against them. But there are other quarterbacks in Brady and Stafford and Burrow are guys that are kind of statues in the pocket. So we've talked about the Cowboys 10x, then we've talked about the Eagles. Do you think, or I'll tell you what I think, you tell me if you agree, Jalen Hurts needs to come out and have a monster game, have a prove-it game. Like, you know what? This is, we aren't Proof last year's right. Cardinals where it's like, ah, oh, we won a bunch of games and no one really cares. I think for the media to buy in, yes, but I don't think that's the way the Eagles win. I think the Eagles are very similar to the team that won the championship in that their strength is a kick-ass offensive line and an awesome defensive line and a quarterback in, the, in Jalen Hurts' situation that's taking care of the football and making a lot of plays with his legs. I don't think they want to be the Cardinals style, and not that that's what you were right, saying, I mean. where it's all quarterback focus. Like, I just think they want to beat, they want to get a big lead on you in the first half and then sit on you for the second half, which is what they've been doing throughout the season. Big game. Statement He's game. Jimmy G. He's got Jimmy G. No, I picked them to go to you, the Super Bowl. Second day in a row. They're coming around. Jimmy G, you are coming Speak. around.